Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. I am your host, Melinda, joined by my co-host, Carmel. What up, y'all? Hope everyone had a wonderful Mother's Day. Yeah, and yeah. You, you showed your mother some love and gave her the day off and made her breakfast and all of that stuff. My mom didn't take the day off, as she, usual. Yeah. No. Some moms cooking. don't know how. They don't know how. They don't, they don't know how. how. That's what they want to do. That's exactly. how they show love. Exactly. So okay. we got we got to respect that as well. Um, if you were just tuning in for the first time, make sure you let us know what you think of these episodes. And if you are a faithful listener, thank you so much. Make sure you share, like, comment, subscribe, and all of that good stuff. We've been enjoying right. doing these We Need to Talk episodes. We're on our 10th episode now. I can't believe it's already 10 episodes. Wow. Wow. Um, but we got a couple of things to talk about today. A lot happened this past week. We're going to talk about Aisha Curry. Mm. Oh, Lord. Mm. <laughs> we're going to talk about this movie that's coming out called Loquisha. Yeah. And we're going to talk about uh, racial profiling and police brutality. So let's start with Aisha Curry. So if you, oh, bless her heart. If you have not seen uh, the recent controversy with Aisha Curry, because I feel like there's always something going on with that girl, bless her heart, bless mm. her heart. Um, she was on Red Table Talk, which is a, a Facebook watch show with Jada Pinkett Smith, Willa Smith and her, and Jada Pinkett Smith's mother. And uh, they had uh, Meet the Curry. So I think it was Steph Curry's mom as well. And Aisha Curry, they were on the show. And Aisha made this comment that, you know, she's used to in the last 10 years, women kind of throwing themselves at Steph because he's an NBA player. And she mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, Steph's really nice. And she ins- and inserts herself by saying hi, introducing herself so they remember that he's married. Mm-hmm. But then she goes on to say that as far as male attention, since she's been married, she hasn't gotten any of it. And she asked the question, you know, is something wrong with me because of that? Now, I have a lot of thoughts about this because, one, I, I do admire her for being so open uh, about her feelings. And I don't think that, like, wanting to feel desired or wanted or made f- to, you know, feel beautiful is an uncommon feeling for women. However. However. The problem that I have with her specifically saying it mm. is that because if you look at old, you know, interviews or, or, or tweets that she said, she's been very much about not wanting men to to holler at her. Mm-hmm. She's made this comment mm-hmm. and talking about how women need to dress more conservatively so that they don't attract male attention. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm just a little confused about what it is that she wants, but I don't think that she's uncommon in feeling this way. And I think a lot of women are inconsistent. That and that is true. Hundred percent true. Um, I, I I do appreciate her being so candid and open and honest, but no, you can't. You really can't say something like that when you <laughs> said everything else you said before. Right, right. And their whole family is about uh, about family and wholesome and like the, doing it the right way. So it's like, you know, when Steph had this one chick at the game, was it two three years ago at the mm-hmm. finals stand up and like came, you know, like kind of basically. Um, stared him down. Everyone made a big deal like, oh, is this Steph's girl? Is it a side chick? What's going on? And everyone knew like Steph's probably not the dude. So did she want some dude to do that to her? No, you really don't. So then when you say something like this, it's like, it's super confusing, especially in the day when we're so hypersensitive to men approaching women a certain way in the yeah. workplace, out in public, wherever. And so this is such a public figure to say, I don't get guys, you know, hollering at me or ogling me or, or you know, catcalling me, so I feel undesired. Okay, that's something you got to keep to yourself. Mm-hmm. You just, you just mm-hmm. cannot tell mm-hmm. us that because now it just makes a lot of the stuff women in the Me Too movement have tried to do look really silly. Because like, mm-hmm. 
you're a huge figure who, who, when people look at her, I think people look at her being a, as a wholesome figure. And a lot of her like brands that she puts out are like that. So then now you're saying you want men, you want, men. and I know right. Steph had to be like, what really? <laughs> like, I, and in the NBA, I'm sure that in the locker room, he just, I'm sure he got it. I'm mm-hmm. sure Cass was like, oh, yo, I'm gonna go talk to Aisha right now. Is that okay with you, Steph? I'm sure he got a bunch of stuff. Now he has to go out and perform. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's not a good look. Yeah, and yeah. And that's a two-edged sword where we want people in, in, in you know, celebrities to be open and honest and, and reveal some hidden things like that. But that that wasn't the one. Well, I think, it, like I said, I don't think it's an uncommon feeling for women to want that. But it, it's again, it just contradicts everything that she stood for and everything she said in the past. But I would you want to talk about kind of women's mixed messages and their expectations because that kind of sparked some conversations for me with uh, some of my female friends that I know are single mm. because I don't know what they want. And I, and I feel for men sometimes, granted, there are a lot of men that have horrible approaches. I'm not defending those oh, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of them are pigs. It's like, do you really think like calling somebody chocolate on the street is going to make me want to turn around and build a life with you? Probably <laughs> not. So, but I don't understand. What do women want? Like, what do women want to hear? Like, if you were going to, if you saw a woman that you thought was pretty and you're like, mm-hmm. huh, I want to go talk to her, what would you say? Like, Hi. real talk. Hi. This is from a, a guy I respect that's a very good friend of mine. He's like family to me. What would you say to a woman? Hello. You just say hello. Hey, how you doing? You right. look nice today. Something, something clever, something funny, but yeah, not like, damn, <laughs> girl, look at some cakes on you right there. Right. Like, yeah, that's just not, that's just not going to work. Please like, never say cakes again. You like cakes? <laughs> cakes is People's, it. But guys say that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. the problem that I have then is that even if a guy does say hello in a very kind way, some women are just going to be like, not today. Mm-hmm. No, like, yeah. I don't want to be bothered. Yeah. Why are you talking to me? Mm-hmm. So, w- women, I'm asking you this. And because I'm, I'm, I've been married almost eight years now, and I've been with John forever, and we're pre-dating apps. I don't know what any of that stuff is like. My husband insulted me, and I was engaged to him eight months later. So, <laughs> I'm probably not the best person to even talk about this. But what do you want men to say to you that would get your attention in a positive way? Like, is there a guidebook? Has somebody written a book? I don't know. But there needs to be something because even listening to some of my single girlfriends talk, I'm like, I mean, I wouldn't approach you either. You yeah, know? So, and I often wonder, is it maybe not what's said, but when and where? Like, I never understand guys trying to holler at girls on, on the street, yeah, like in a car. Stupid. Like, it, it, no one's really going to pass information, you know, from vehicle to vehicle. Um, at the club, I guess, is the most common place. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But then people don't really trust you because they don't really know you. So then, like, well, maybe at work, I see you, you know, eight hours a day, five days a week. There's like, I kind of get to know the person. But then people say, don't have. Uh, relationships in the office. I'm like, okay, so where do you really you find a place to meet people? someone? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't get like, there's so many rules and like regulations and like, well, and then women, I, I know a lot of them, like you just said, they have all these hangups and walls pre-built. Yeah. Like, I won't For do sure. this, won't do that, not him, not there, not now. For sure. Which, to be fair, I'm sure those walls have been built up from past pain and past bad experiences. Sure. We've all had them. Yeah. But, like, at what point can a guy break through? Like, what do you want to hear? What do you need? What do you want to feel? I'm very, very curious about that because, you know, it's, it's hard for both sides, I have, to, I have to say. Yeah, and I think for a lot of single guys, um, they get frustrated when a woman has built up a lot of walls, has a lot of high standards, but then don't have them for herself. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if a dude was to say like, yo, I don't talk to chicks that do this or that, P- 
people, oh, oh, you're being a male chauvinist. You're being a pig. You're like, yeah, a woman has to be like this. You're, you're shallow. Well, no. Why can't I have standards? Right, right, Why, right. Like a man is supposed to be just whatever woman approaches him, he has to take. And like, I had someone tell me, talk to me, say this to me, like, or I read this somewhere where a man, I, I'm going to say it wrong. I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> a woman can choose whoever she wants to be with, where a man has to take whoever chooses him. Mm, interesting. And so then that's kind of like the case. Cause like, I can't like have a standard because I'm looked at as being like a punk or like, oh, it's, it's just, you know, up for a certain kind of woman. But then like, no, the, I see women who are like the ones you're talking about. I, those are women I don't want to be with. Right. Because right. obviously, yeah, they have a lot of pain and a lot of issues and everyone does. But then mm-hmm. they're just letting it rule um, everything moving forward. So then... Aisha Curry says something like she says where she's like, you know, I don't get a lot of male attention. Well, because you've set up a uh, system around you to not get that. Right. You have a wholesome look. Your husband's wholesome. Your 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 in-laws are wholesome. Everything's wholesome. So guys are giving you respect. Right. People respect Steph Curry, so they're not coming at you. For sure. And now you're For like, sure. they're not coming at me. Like, and that's the problem that I have also is like if they were coming at her, I could I would bet – a whole year's salary that she would make some statement like, you know, I'm married and people don't respect that I'm married. And yes, you know, they shouldn't be, you know, trying to holler at a a married woman. Like I'm not going to be, you know, having an affair. You know, it's like, we know what you would say, (laughs) you know? So just make a decision. So you can't be mad. Sorry, but you can't be mad if you make a request to not be hollered at. And then people listen. And they honor it. (laughs) It's like, okay, we hear you, Aisha. We won't do that. Like what? No, do that. Like, so then, (laughs) <laughs> I wonder now is this is this following Steph at all? You know that is a good question because then it makes me think. Well, is he not doing anything to make her feel beautiful? Because at that point, it is the husband's job. Mm-hmm. It is the husband's mm-hmm. job. So I don't obviously know their relationship. I think Aisha Curry is very beautiful. Yeah. I do, and I, and I'm I find it hard to believe that nobody in ten years has said anything to her. But um, if they're not, or if she doesn't feel like she's getting that at home, then yeah, Steph, make her feel beautiful. Make her feel like she's your queen. You know, because that's what we want. That's what we want at the end of the day. But you said maybe not in 10 years. But again, maybe she's not in places where that would happen. I don't see Aisha and them going to the club. Right. So if she's at a club, someone's going to holler. And right. T- but she's not, in those, she's not in those venues. So she's not putting herself in those places where that would happen. Right. So it's not going to happen. So right. she's at church on Sundays and Wednesdays. And it's just not, no one's going to holler and at her. And no there, one so. is going to holler at her if she's at an NBA game and Steph is on the court playing. Like, no. that's just dumb. No. No. no one's ever going to do that. So, I mean, I, I get her feelings. You know, we all want to feel beautiful. We all want to feel desired and wanted. But make up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> please. Please. Make Men want to help you. Men want to help mind. you. Let us, let us do it. Um, so I, I tagged uh, Carmel in uh, this uh, movie that is coming out in July, which, uh, God willing, it will never see the light of day. Mm. It is called uh, Loquisha. And mm. if you don't know what this movie is, I'm going to read this synopsis for you because me talking about it really isn't going to do it justice. So here's the synopsis for the movie. For writer director Jeremy Seville, Loquisha is the hilarious and heartwarming story. I love that. Heartwarming, yeah. <laughs> uh, of Joe, an astute and underachieving Detroit bartender who values truth above everything. The irony. When Joe finds out he needs to pay for his gifted son's private school education, he submits an audition to a local radio station for his own talk therapy show. After he's rejected, he invents a larger-than-life black 
female personality named Laquisha, who is hired sight unseen by the unwitting radio station owners. As Laquisha's star rises, Joe is increasingly challenged with keeping her identity a secret, maintaining his own sense of self, and grappling with the often bizarre perceptions of an audience who have absolutely no idea who they're talking or listening to. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Now, (laughs) besides there being a million reasons wrong with this. The main problem that I have, and if you haven't seen the trailer, um, I I posted it on my personal Facebook page if you're following me on there, but we can post it on the We Need to Talk page as well. But the trailer basically is offensive beyond (laughs) anything I've ever seen. Not only is it a white, a mediocre white male Mm -hmm. who isn't for some reason be able to use his privilege. He thinks the key to getting ahead in life is by pretending to be a stereotypical black woman, not just any black woman, a stereotypical black woman. Now, I have so many issues with this, so but many. I'm going to let Carmel talk so for a little bit. The very fact that a black female is your choice to get ahead. There is not a person more oppressed in this country than a black female anywhere. No, I mean, not just female and not just black, but black female. And then a white male who has more privilege than anybody right. is choosing that character to get ahead, it makes and it's funny because he needs he needs money for his son's private school education. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and I know what people are gonna say. Like, this is not the first time we've had you know a white male play another race. Like, what was that movie? Um, oh my god, years ago. Or, oh my god, Soul Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Soul yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, okay, we've seen that before, and mm-hmm. then I know people are probably being with white black guys playing you know white, white people like white, like white chicks. chicks. Yeah. This is not the same. It is not the it's same. Not. And anytime someone tries to compare uh, black comedians making fun of white people and why, why white comedians can't make fun of black people, it's because the system you live in. Mm-hmm. It's purely the system mm-hmm. you live in. Mm-hmm. We cannot be racist if we do not have the power to be racist. You have to have the power to be racist. That's the first thing. Second thing is there's way more white people out here, you guys. <laughs> 13% of the population is black. We're always going to be behind you guys. Right. So right. it's not the same. Yeah. We don't have any advantages, none of the platforms, none of the stuff that white people have. So, yeah, I get it on just in a vacuum. One should be able to do it if the other one is doing it, but we don't live in a vacuum. So to have a white guy, and this is 2019. It's 2019. That's what's so shocking This to me. is it's today. Like, there was literally nobody, nobody. First, it got funded. It yep. got approved. It got shot. It got released. Well, it hasn't been released, but it's about to be released. It will be released. Yeah, it's gonna. And happen. so uh, there's nobody that's around. It's like when we go back into the advertisements that are just offensive mm-hmm. and just not well thought out. It's like nobody is in these rooms to say, "Hey guys, this really is not a good idea. This no. just isn't a good idea." Because it also plays into the thought that affirmative action happens Mm -hmm. in in such a negative Mm -hmm. way like oh well you know if i'm a minority then i'll get ahead but that minorities don't get ahead because they might be the right person for the job so this guy is thinking oh being a black female is what's going to get me ahead it's just it's playing into so many negative things that i can't believe that even just reading the script somebody wouldn't say hold on wait a minute this isn't good and i remember having this talk at our panel we talked about cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is literally that in an, in like in a way that's so offensive. Like 
you like our culture, you like our style, you like our talent, yeah. you like we're able to how we are able to be in on on stage or behind a mic. Whatever we do, you like it, right? Mm-hmm. But honestly, you don't want to be us. Right. You don't want our life. You right. don't want we have what we have to go through. Uh, what a lot of the motivation that we get comes from the oppression we have to deal with, and we're able to materialize that in dance and singing and uh, being creative and doing things that people love. People love our culture, but then you're still racist towards us. You're mm-hmm. still prejudiced towards us. Mm-hmm. So now this guy becomes a black female to gain the one thing we've been having, the one thing we can use to better ourselves, to get our, ourselves out of a situation, you're going to take that now. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to get another thing. Like, what else What else do you want? Like, mm-hmm. And it's funny, you can't on your own be creative enough to to pay your bills or, or to right. get your, your, your son's <laughs> right. tuition at this private like, school. This is the brilliant idea that you had. I'm going to become a black female. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and a little Quisha? Yes. I mean, the whole thing is problematic. I just, I can't stress that enough. It is so problematic and it's not helping us in 2019. Like if you are able to get the funding and you have people believe in you to make a film, change the world, do something positive, you know, have, have positive connotations of people. We are fighting these stereotypes and granted stereotypes are derived from things that are true. Like we all do know a Laquisha, like, you know what I mean? But like, but that doesn't have to be the only narrative and the only uh, personality that people know of black women of black people. And, you know, that's why I appreciate what Shonda Rhimes does and, and, her, and her television shows. And, and she's going to be moving to Netflix to doing content as well. She always loves to portray black people in a positive light because we're so uh, used to seeing these types of, of characters. Mm-hmm. So I, I pray that it doesn't get, um, it doesn't get uh, released. I, I'm worried but it will. What's happening is there's going to be so much talk about it. It's going to have to get released. People, people are going to want to see it just because it's so controversial now. Yeah. And like it's, it's funny because <laughs> we talked this earlier with with Trump before mm-hmm. we got on the air. Like, it's publicity. Yeah. Bad or good, it's publicity. For sure. For so sure. It, the movie could be horrible, but it's going to sell because people want to see just how bad it is. Because it's curiosity. How, right. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it's funny he he would go with this you know alter ego Loquisha. When like you could choose someone that's like Oprah, super classy, super mm-hmm. smart, the mm-hmm. the most successful news anchor journalist ever, mm-hmm. who happens to be a black female, but you go with Laquisha. Mm-hmm. I mean, him choosing to be Oprah is still problematic. Oh yeah, it would be yeah. But at least it'd be like, well, at least he's trying to be a be, positive. Okay, exactly. But it's still a bad idea because I just also I feel like we're not costumes. No. We're not. We're not costumes, We're not. and and I. It's but people, people, but people love to wear us like that. One hundred percent. Because there's a comic um, named Chris D'Elia, who oh, I yeah. think in twenty thirteen yeah. did mm-hmm. a special called um, "White Male Black Comic," mm. and I remember seeing the 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 billboard, and I was just stunned. I I, I literally could not move, and wow. I'm like, "We're doing." We're doing this. Wow. And I remember seeing him, and I've seen other comics do material as a black comic. Mm-hmm. So it's a white guy acting like a black comic, and his voice and his cadence is very, like, it's stereotypical. Yo, I want that, 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 that. You know, it's yeah, just yeah. like any other. And I'm like, that that is such a strong thing for you that you're going to create your whole special. You're going to name your special white male black comic. Mm. And again, just like you said, 
it got published. It got released. It got greenlit. Everyone said, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, let's go. That sounds good. Yeah, let's go with that. Like, all of you thought this was okay? Yeah. Like, no one thought that's going to be remotely offensive? No. And he made a lot of money off of it. I'm and, sure he And Chris D'Elia is, is, is a good He's, comic. Yeah. I'm honestly not a good no, comic. He, but it's he like, is. yeah. That's what we're going with? Like, it's a poor I, choice. Yeah. Like, I, and to hear someone say, well, he, why can't he say that if, if, uh, Chris Rock says something makes fun of white people or whatever. This is just, if I got to tell you why this is not the same, there's a problem. <laughs> like, it's just not apples to apples, you guys. It's still, they, she's that's not. how they view it. And, and I get it. It's, I get why people will immediately ask that. But you can never give me an example of a white, a black person true, like saying something negative about a white person and then it affects anybody. But if a white person who has power says something negative about a black person, that could shape that entire room's mm-hmm. views of black people moving mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think people realize that. It's that power added on. And we can have the conversation about whether our other races can be racist and all that stuff. And I've talked about this stuff on my Facebook page and a bunch of stuff. But at the end of the day, if there is no power to go behind those words, then it doesn't do nothing. 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 I, I could sit here and say, I don't like white people, and I don't want to talk to white people, and white people are this. That it's not going to affect nobody's opinion. But if somebody immediately says, I don't like black women, black women do this, and it's a white person that has power, mm-hmm. they're automatically going to assume that I am like all of those black women. Yes, 100%. It could they- affect my job. It could affect me getting a loan. It could affect me moving forward in this world in any way, shape, or form. And I think people don't realize that power is the key to make racism in effect. And it's funny you say that because on my Facebook, I put um, the question from last week about the LGBTQ uh, movement and the black movement being yeah. similar. Mm-hmm. And so I made a point on that. It's a friend of mine named Eric. And I don't think people understand that we are just getting out of some of the generational race, generational racism and prejudice that we that our parents uh, went through. Like, right. it was just fifty years ago. Right, they act like it was like two hundred years ago. Right, this is just just that. Like, we still are feeling because you said you know getting a job, whether it's the economy or real estate, mm-hmm. all that stuff. We were always put behind the the. Like I don't understand how you people. This is not just changed yesterday. This mm-hmm. is this is still happening even today. So yeah, you do have power. You have privilege. It's not apples to apples. Like mm-hmm. black people, and white people are not the same. Right. I I don't get it. Like he was kind of make a point. I think it had something to do with. Um, oh no, the article where arming teachers was going to end up in black Ooh, students we shot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. made a point that well, yeah. th- your behavior shouldn't be t- determined by what color you are. I'm like, yeah, it does. It has everything. Like, people in the KKK, why do they act the way they do? Because of the color of their skin. Mm, their mm-hmm. color of skin determines their behavior. They're taught that white is, is superior, and then blacks are inferior, so treat them a certain way. Yeah. It totally determines that. Yeah, and yeah. if black students are being shot more by white teachers, it's because white teachers are taught to be afraid of black kids. Yep, exactly. Yet, who was doing all the school shootings? All They're white, not black all students. White males, yeah. They're white male students. So, Which is so interesting, and... and Again, I hope this never happens, but I'm actually surprised due to the amount of treatment that black people get that there hasn't been one. Yeah. Because black kids, I mean, someone just posted this meme earlier, and I think it was um, uh, Ruby D, right? Is that her name that was the first black girl to to uh, break seg- segregation? She went to a white oh, school. Oh, uh, it was Ruby, right? I think so. It was Ruby I D, think yeah. So. But it was like bullied. 
her whole life pretty much mm-hmm. never shot up a school no never and if you think about a lot of what black kids go through it is surprising that they haven't and i'm glad that they haven't i'm glad i mean you know oh, if that- you have a black mother it's not going to happen regardless no. <laughs> but i'm i'm just it is surprising to me because of what they go through right on a daily basis yeah like we're not we're not the norm we're looked down upon we're and we're not even taught in a way that is beneficial towards us we have to learn according to your system yeah like a lot of people don't understand people you know give black kids drugs and they're add or adhd like no they're just not taught a way that they should be taught Mm -hmm. like again we're not the same like i just and then people forget that we have to have adjusted to the system we're not from here Mm -hmm. like you have a european culture now over here in america it's westernized, and then you have people who are not part of this system, this culture, this way of learning, teaching them that way. I'm not English. Right, <laughs> right, right. But I right. speak English. Like, people right. don't understand all this stuff is systemic. There's so many things we have to get through in layers just to be successful. Mm-hmm. And then when we are successful, you want to take that, mm-hmm. and you want to wear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Create a movie called Laquisha. Yep. Like, this yep. black woman had to go through all this to get there. Like, I want that now. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> Sure. So we're going to see where this this movie ends up. Um, hopefully, like I said, I hope it doesn't get released. I hope something changes about are it. Are you not going to see it? I can't. I, I don't know. I, I go back and it. forth. You are going to see it. it. I'm going to see it. I might not pay for it, but I'm going to see it. There, I, there it yeah, is. I yeah. wouldn't pay to see it. I'm I wouldn't I'm pay to see it because I don't, I don't want to give it my money, but no. I might give it my attention for an hour and a half or however long it is. Yeah. But uh, all of what we were just talking about leads us to the next thing that I want to discuss, which is racial profiling. Because I think also people don't realize how big of a deal this still is. And this is what leads to a lot of police brutality. And because it's becoming more and more common, I feel like we are just becoming desensitized to it now. And it's to the point where I'm reading, I'm seeing these videos on Facebook and I'm like, how am I not hearing about this? Because people are just like, well, it just happens now, but it was always happening. And there was this big movement, obviously when black lives matter started 2016, 2017, People were posting about it. People were pissed. People were like, I can't believe this is happening. And black people are over here like, we've been telling y'all this is still happening mm-hmm. forever. But now I feel like we're going back to that. We're like, we've been telling you it's happening. And they're like, oh, yeah, it, you're right. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Yeah, I think people expect to see it now. Yeah. And it's almost, it's almost like, um, how do I put it? It's it's really falling in line with just anything you see on Facebook or, or Instagram, it's just another meme. Oh, mm-hmm. wow, cool. But it's funny yeah. or tragic, you just keep scrolling. You know, thoughts and prayers. That's like the thing. I saw many, many a meme talking about how thoughts and prayers is all people ever post, but they're not really doing anything about them. Of course. So like now with, with police brutality, like I think, to be completely honest, like I don't think people understand what it would take to end police brutality or yeah. maybe they do and don't really want to go down that road. Because I think, like, the last one I just saw where it was two cops attacking, like, a young black girl, and there was a bunch of black girls around them, and and it kind of got, like, you know, escalated. But these white guys literally just, just tossing these girls around. Mm. Like, I I felt like if I was there, I probably would have hurt somebody. Mm. Like, because I don't see you as a cop then. I just see you as a dude hurting a girl. Black or white, whatever. Like, they're just being violent, to, you know, to an extreme. I think I would have went off on the dude to do something to stop him from hurting her like that. Because there was nothing she was doing that, right. that uh, she, well, she deserved to be tossed down like that. And then the other one on the side of the road, the black girl was pregnant. And a guy just body slammed her. I'm like, wow. if I had saw that and had, didn't even know her, I would have lost it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it, 
I hate to say we have to meet it violence with violence, but nothing's changing. Yeah. Nothing's changing in the legislature. Nothing's changing in our community. Nothing's changing at the police stations, police chiefs. None of that. Like, honestly, I it, it might have to become to a point where we're like, okay, if I see that myself, like, and a lot of what the Black Panthers did, people don't realize, is beyond just creating WIC, which you mm-hmm. didn't know that they created WIC, was just to protect their own. Yeah. Like, when they saw that, they would just show up. And mm-hmm. I think if you if <laughs> if a cop saw a bunch of Black Panthers just standing around, they're probably not going to be doing that. They're probably, ah, okay, I want to make it home tonight, so I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take this and I'll, I'll go home. Mm-hmm. I'll just say, okay, you know what, I'll give them a warning and I'll leave. But no one's there to police the police. Right. So they're going to do whatever they want to do, and they get back to the office, and they get pats on the back, and they get you know raises and promotions. And again, we see it on Facebook and Instagram. Like, oh, that's bad. Scroll. Yeah. Scroll. I just don't know where this irrational fear of black people derived from because history has proven that white men are to be feared. Yeah. And yeah, there was a video uh, that, that, that I saw earlier this week, and I tagged you in it, but of this man that was in front of his house mm-hmm. playing basketball with his kids and cops show up and racially profiled him, told him that his name was Quentin <laughs> and that he has a warrant out for his arrest in Louisiana. Mind you, they're in Texas at this point. He's saying, I don't live in Louisiana. This is my house. You didn't ask me for my ID. Nope. You told me what my name was. And I'm telling you that that's not what my name is. So finally, the guy gets his, the cop gets his phone out of the car and says, okay, well, doesn't this look like you? And he's like, because I'm black and have dreads too. Yeah. That's literally all it takes for these people, and I say these people, to come up to you and assume that you are the suspect, that you are the perpetrator, that you are the criminal. Two characteristics, color of your skin and the fact that your hair has dreads. Yeah. Nothing else looked like this man. No. Nothing. Nothing. Not body type, not eyes, not lips, not facial hair, nothing. So it's it's a huge problem when the the one thing that people fear is the thing that you can't change and that's the color of your skin you cannot change anything about it and that is what ends um has people ending up in jail for no reason ends up people dead for no mm-hmm. reason getting arrested for no reason it's just the, the racial profiling i have no idea when something like that's going to stop well again i've mentioned this before the history of the police mm-hmm. was to monitor and protect plantation owners right, right, right. and slaves right so if that energy is not still inside the police department, I don't know. It's not going to change. Yeah. Because that's honestly how they treat it. Like, just to walk up on a dude whose name was not Quentin. Mm-hmm. And he didn't <laughs> ask for his ID. Didn't ask for his ID. Just started talk. Just, just grabbed the guy right at the gate and started telling him not to resist. Let's just get this over with. Like, get what over with? Right. Like, so you don't even tell me what the problem is. And I think, if I remember correctly, he, the, even the officer said, I don't have any probable cause. Mm. He think he says that, but the only thing he had was this picture that looked somewhat like a black person with dreads and a name Quentin. And you kind of have that look, kind of have that look, and you're in a whole nother state. Yeah, like I couldn't do that. I couldn't go up to some white guy and be like, "Oh, you kind of look at this dude that did this last week." I'm t- I'm, I'm taking you in. Like, <laughs> you can't do that. And another thing is, people if well, they black, don't do it with white, people. they don't do it. And if a if a black guy starts, you know. You trying to use his rights or understands the law and try, and, and is then like uh, reciting the law to a cop. Now he's being uh, aggressive. He's resisting. Right. Like these are my rights. Yep. Yep. A white guy could do that. And it, first of all, they would never come up on another white individual like that ever. ever. Period. Ever. Period. But 
as soon as I start trying to exercise my rights, I'm being aggressive and resisting. Mm-hmm. So you can't. There's nothing we can do. Fortunately, I was really shocked to see that this did not escalate. Right. I was. I was really, really shocked. Because yeah. another cop rolls up. He's aggressive, and then the guy who I don't know his name is we call him <laughs> Fake Quentin. <laughs> he gets more <laughs> agitated when he realizes the guy looks nothing like him. They show mm-hmm. him that he he gets he loses. Like this is not me at all. Like what are you doing? Like get right. off my lawn. Right. Right. And, they, and I'm I'm shocked they walked away. I don't know what was happening that that moment, that area, but that literally looked like someone's about to get shot. Right. And I mean, they they knew they were wrong, especially especially when he brought the picture and saw that it wasn't him. He's like, oh, but doesn't this look oh a lot like God. you? It's like, no, it doesn't look like me. It's like, it doesn't look like me at all. No. It, it, like, But it's what you said. It's like, you could literally arrest any white male then mm-hmm. if you're only going off of haircut and, and color. Yep. Crew cut white dude. Okay, bam. I mean, do you know how many suspects that you would have if that was the only characteristics you're looking for? But racial profiling never applies to white people in the same way. Or at all. I shouldn't even say in the same way. At all. At all. At all. And it never it never will. Right. I mean, like, I, I hate to always bring up like conspiracy theories. <laughs> critical thinking. Critical, but my critical thinking leads me to believe that Seeing so much of this, like, is is it really trying to get us to feel a certain way? And I, and I always stress this to my, my black friends, uh, especially male friends. Mm-hmm. Don't react. Like, I know we, we keep seeing this. We keep seeing this. We keep seeing this. That's hard. And you want to react. Like, you cannot. Like, we cannot start asking for, like, uh, demilitarizing the police. We can't be asking for... Uh, you know, them to take their guns away or whatever. Because once you start doing that, you start going down a whole nother trail that you don't want to go down. We do not want martial law. Right. So if we get rid of the police, we have to have that. So right, as, right. as bad as the police are, let's not react. Let's not overreact. And let's not pick up guns and start fighting because we don't want to go to war either. So like, it, we have to find a common ground. We have to just learn to get along. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not good. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not healthy for us. Mm-hmm. But just learn to get out of the situation. Like in that situation, that dude situation, I, I wish he, I'm glad, again, I'm glad nothing happened, but just to be, I wish, wish he could be a little bit more calm. I don't think if his wife were not there that it would have stayed, it wouldn't have escalated. I think if she weren't there filming it and would've? telling him, no, mm. yeah, I think it would have escalated. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, and I think her continuing to tell him, like, stop, like, stop, you know, she was trying to protect him. Mm hmm. You know, and yeah, I think if she w- wasn't there, that it probably would have escalated, unfortunately. So I, I know people are saying, I know people say we should film the police more. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the more I see it, the more people get upset about it. So I don't, it's, I don't know how to, how to attack it. But if we weren't filming it, people would not know that it was happening to the degree that it is yeah, today. Yeah. Like it's, it's sometimes I feel like it is the 1960s. Because of how often it's happening and how badly it's happening, yeah. you see these people body like you see see them getting body slammed and just beat up and, and and arrested for no reason. It's like, geez, what year is this? So if we didn't have social media and didn't have phones that we could just pull out immediately to film this, we would never we wouldn't know that it was happening to the degree that it is. So I'm grateful for that, to be honest. I yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, I do I get am. what you're saying. I am. I just don't, I just don't want us to start taking up arms or start trying to get you know. And I already hear people saying this. I already hear people saying, yeah, we need to, you know, get our guns together. And I'm like, ah. Well, you know, if just... all black people in America bought guns, there would be gun control tomorrow. So. Oh, easily. Oh, 100%. So I'm actually easily. not opposed to that. I'm not. Because if we got to take one for the team in that sense so that none of these shootings happen anymore, then I'm all for it. But I guarantee if a bunch of black people showed up to the guns 
good show wherever you buy mm-hmm. you buy guns at a gun show is that where you go yeah go you see yeah, yeah. if or, you show yeah. up to a gun show or you go to a or place where you, store. a sporting store yeah i'm telling you there would be calls made and there would be bills oh no signed. yeah there was there's okay. a there's a black gun group in texas i think and uh they all have a license they all have they're legally carrying guns and i think they had some kind of like meeting and it was like cops showed up and we're like for sure what's the big deal like uh, we're just checking on you guys and I remember seeing a video. They're like, soon as we start picking up guns, and it's the same thing you guys are. There's tons of mm-hmm. white gun clubs. A oh, couple yeah. of black gun gun clubs show up in Texas. It, it everyone was showing up. Mm-hmm. Cops, mm-hmm. Uh, FBI, CIA. Like, <laughs> because just, they're worried there's going to be some sort of like retaliation. There's going to be some revolution because they know they've wronged black people. I mean, I don't know, maybe there should be. I don't know. I don't think about it. <laughs> Because the, the threat, if there was World a threat, maybe here. there was a threat, they might they might back up a little bit. But we don't, because we don't, we don't, we're not a threat physically. I mean, physically, like, yeah, if we just put us in a ring, yeah, okay. But right, I'm saying, right. like, we're not a, like, a military threat, so they can keep treating us any kind of way. Right. Right. Well, maybe we should get a couple guns. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm, I really do think that that would change the gun laws. But I get it. I get why they're scared in that sense, mm-hmm. because they're going to think that there's going to be some sort of like revolution, like, oh crap, they're going to finally get back at us for all the crap that we've done to them over the last however lot. many hundred it's years. Been a lot. But if we haven't done it yet, we're probably not going to do it anytime soon. I don't know. This is expensive, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I got some bills to pay, y'all. Right, we think about other things. I got this light bill. This light bill, 220. How much is that gun? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Can I put this gun on Layaway? Can I put this gun on Layaway? And I would pick it up. That is how we are, though. We weigh everything. We weigh everything yeah. Like, wait a minute, I gotta pay this, 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 and this next month. So this probably isn't a priority. <laughs> I'm telling you, though, I really do think that the the bill would change. There yeah, would be yeah. a law. I do. I do. And so, is, and is that a thing we want, though? I mean, I would definitely want gun control because I'm. That's another thing. I do also feel like people are becoming desensitized to is all of these shootings. But at so again, that's all. That's all I see on TV and on my Facebook, Instagram is a, a school shooting and a police uh, body slamming some black teenager. Yeah, yeah. Every day. Yeah. So like that's that's the narrative. That's the thing I'm seeing in my mind on, yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. So what's gonna happen? I'm telling you, the more we see that stuff, people are gonna want guns taken away, the police taken away, and then all of a sudden. Your police chief is Donald Trump. I don't think that the police should be taken away. I think that they need to be retrained, and I think the obvious ones that suck need to be fired. There are good cops, and I'm sure, not going to yes, say there that there is. aren't. There are like, lots of good I've cops. I've met lots many of good cops. cops. I know plenty of, of, of cops, cops that are people of color, and they're trying. That's why they became cops, because mm-hmm. they want to get into the system and make changes and be like, hey, you, if, I weren't in this, um, if I weren't in this uniform, you would racially profile me, so that's why you shouldn't be doing it to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. So we just got to get rid of the bad apples. But they have I know a union. Impo- I, know, union. I know, I know, and it's probably never going to happen, no. but that that's how it would be fixed. But who knows? But uh, listeners, we want to know what you think about all of these things that we've talked about. Let us know what you think about Aisha Curry, female expectations and mixed messages, this movie, this nonsense that's coming out, Laquisha, but also just... All of the messages that it is going to be bringing forth with affirmative action or wearing black people like a costume, all of that. And let us know what you think about racial profiling and police brutality. Mm. I'll include one of these in the question of the week this week. Nice. But every episode, like I always say, we end with a positive thing. We're talking yes. about um, organization or charity that is doing good in the world. So this week, 
I want to talk about the Thirst Project. And mm. I have a very good friend that works with the Thirst Project. And the Thirst Project is a nonprofit organization that builds fresh water wells in developing communities that need safe, clean, and drinking water. I love what they're doing. I think it's an incredible thing. And I think it is so harrowing to know that water is something that people still don't have access to. Right. It's water. It's water. And That's this is so a crazy. global crisis. This isn't even just in Flint, which, yes, they still don't have clean water. Still don't have water in Flint, you guys. Like, I can't get over it. But this is a global crisis. And, and I didn't realize, but looking at the work that the Thirst Project is doing in building clean water wells and how important it is and how needed it is, it's really shocking that so many people don't have access yeah. to clean water. Yeah. So check out the Thirst Project. It's just at Thirst Project on Twitter and Instagram. And you can go to thirstproject.org. Nice. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, post. You know all the stuff to do. Chop it up. <laughs> and share. I will right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Bye.